Well, you certainly saw this one coming. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. Brian Sussman Show. Thank you for joining me. Interest rates went up yesterday. Federal Reserve, which I always say is about as federal as Federal Express. By the way, where did I get that from? I think it was Ron Paul. Ron Paul, the great congressman, the dad of Rand Paul. Ron Paul was a congressman from Texas for years. Ron Paul had a slogan, no. One word, two letters, no. They called him Dr. No. He uh, is, of course, a medical doctor. I just saw him on TV earlier today. But um, he is a medical doctor. They called him Dr. No because if he would not vote on anything as a member of Congress, he would not vote on anything that had to do with raising taxes, ever. Maybe in terms of defense, but for the most part, he was a solid no. God bless him. And he was, he was always alone, you know, on these votes because there just weren't enough conservatives then. We have more in play now, but the problem is, hello, Joe Biden. Federal Reserve announced a one-quarter of a percentage point increase in the interest rate. So the Fed's raised its target range for federal funds to between 5% and 5.25%. That's the highest we've seen since probably 2007. And remember, 2007, 2008, economy took it in the shorts. I don't know where we're headed right now, but whatever you have to do to be prepared, I would say be prepared. And as long as I'm here, I, I, this is, I'm not being paid to say this. I'm just telling you. If you're at all interested in gold and silver, please call my friends at DesertGoldExchange.com. Just go to DesertGoldExchange.com. It's where I've been bought. They sponsored my radio show for years. They sponsor the podcast that I do in northern Arizona on KAZM Radio, which turns into a podcast every Friday. It's called Straight Talk Sedona. You can always listen to that. Um, but these guys are great. They're the real deal. That's where I've been buying my personal gold and silver for, from for years. But how are you preparing for this? I, I Listen, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a guy who's concerned about this stuff. I think you need a variety of just-in-case assets like silver and like gold and like cash on hand, cash. What, what if there's a Silicon Valley bank, bank run? Where are you going to get that cash from? It's like that, remember, remember the movie, It's a Wonderful Life? If you're younger and have never seen it, you owe it to yourself to see it because it's just, it's iconic Hollywood, for starters. It's a great film. But there's a, there's a bank run, and people are going to the bank. And it's, it's George's bank. George this is the star of this movie. And, and George um, is saying, they're saying, I want my money, I want my money. And he said, well, wait, 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 folks, you don't understand. I mean, it's a community bank. He said... Uh, your money's in, in in Frank's house, and 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 the money in Frank's house. Well, it it helped to pay for your your house, Jan. And he just goes through the. Well, that's kind of how banks work. There's no money there. They've got that. They've got whatever money they have tied up in investments. In George's case, it was houses, but in the big bank's case, it's it's a variety of paper and electronic assets. So you just, you got to prepare. You got to prepare. 
Uh, so here's the deal. There was also, by the way, I should just mention, there was a failure of another bank. You heard about Silicon Valley Bank. There was a failure of another bank, First Republic Bank. And this is probably why the Fed made their move to raise the rates. <laughs> we're, we're into some very interesting times, my friends, and I just want to talk about what happens when the Federal Reserve raises the rates? Because their mission is to keep the U.S. economy humming. You know, not too hot, not too cold, just right. It is a private bank. The Federal Reserve is a private bank. Very, very wealthy people are, are loaning the federal government this money. And now we've got to pay it back with an increased interest rate, that means more money is going to be coming from us to pay this thing off. And someday it's going to have to be paid off because there's never been a creditor in the history of the world that is so powerful that hasn't demanded payback at some point in time. I don't know what that payback would look like, but I'm just telling you something. Job number one for the Fed is managing the monetary policy for the United States. This means controlling the supply of money in the country's economy. Now, the Fed has multiple tools at its disposal for the task. Um, one is interest rates. It's probably the most prominent and effective monetary policy tool. But, it, by the way, I should just mention this. My wife and I were up in Helena, Montana a number of years ago. And we were just walking some neighborhoods. It was very charming. We just wanted to see the place. So we're doing it by way of walking. And we turned this corner and all of a sudden, iron gates, high-level security. It's like, what? What is this? It was the Federal Reserve. They have a Federal Reserve bank in, of all places, Helena, Montana. Helena, Montana is a small town. And when you get outside of Helena, there's nothing. And I'm thinking, why in the world is there, one, a Federal Reserve Bank here? And why is the security was over the top? <laughs> it makes you wonder, what are they doing in there? This is not like your bank down the street. It just, it reeks of absolute power. No question about it. But when people talk about the Fed's raising rates, they're referring to something called the federal funds rate, also called the federal funds target rate. And at its regular meetings, the Federal Reserve sets a target range for the federal fund rate, which acts as a reference for the interest rates big commercial banks charge each other for overnight loans. There is so much stuff going on between, behind the scenes with banks and funds and investments. It's, it's staggering. The billions and billions of dollars flying around over the internet, making things happen. But banks borrow these overnight loans to satisfy liquidity requirements set by the reg regulators, including the feds. They're trying to avoid bank runs. You always have to have a certain amount of cash on hand. Now, the average of the rates bank negotiate for these overnight loans, it's, it's actually called the effective federal funds rate, kind of boring, but 
what this does is impacts other markets like the prime rate. So when we, all of this juxtapositioning behind the scenes and all this money flying around to keep banks liquid, it's happening all the time. Um, all of this affects the prime rate and the prime rate is what affects you and me when it comes to buying a house, buying a car, and especially things like credit cards. When the Fed raises the rates, and again, we just saw this happen, uh, the federal the goal is to increase the cost of credit throughout the economy. It's they're, they're punishing us, basically. They're punishing the people. We, the people, are getting punished by this. Higher interest rates make loans more expensive, not just for consumers, but for businesses. Everyone ends up spending more on interest rates. This is only going to exacerbate inflation all the more. When's the last time you were out to eat? Have you know, If you've been out to eat, you certainly know how, how unbelievably expensive it's become. It's incredible. But let's continue with this inflation theme because this is super important that you understand what's going to happen as a result of this increase. And it's, it's just being compounded by all the other increases we've seen from the feds. This is, this is all about the Biden administration. This is all about, I believe, resetting the economy. This is a great goal of the World Economic Forum and the richy riches throughout the world. But those who can't or don't want to afford higher payments in terms of loans, will postpone projects that involve financing. So let's just say it's a house project. Man, we really wanted to, we really wanted to do a big remodel. We were going to get a remodeling loan to do this, a construction loan to do this, whatever the, the course of action may have entailed. But we can't afford it right now. These interest rates are incredible. I just don't have the cash yet, so I guess we're probably just going to save up. We'll put this thing off for a year. Well, you're not the only one delaying the project. This is going to cause for slowdowns across the board as these factors trickle down, if you know what I mean. And then it simultaneously encourages people to save money because they want to avoid those higher interest payments. And as a result of that, they're holding on to their cash and not going out to the expensive restaurant And that tends to slow the economy down. So you can have inflation and an economic slowdown. But let me give you an example of something here. I'm over at Forbes magazine right now. The example involves buying a home. So I think everyone can relate to this. So let's say there's a 1% increase in the federal fund rate. Here's how it will impact the lifetime cost of a home mortgage loan. So you're looking for a house, $300,000. You're going to get a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, interest rate 3.5%, which right now would be great if you could find that, 3.5%. And you say, this is that we're going to buy this house, and this is, this is going to be our last house. This is where we're going, to, we're going to finish up here. Well, the lifetime cost of that mortgage, again, it's a $300,000 mortgage. The lifetime cost of the mortgage would be about $485,000. 485,000. So that means 185,000 accounting for interest rate charges. Monthly payments, by the way, would clock in about 1340, $1,340. 
Let's say the Fed has raised interest rates 1% before you actually signed on the dotted line to lock in a loan. Okay, now here's, here's what happens. So the mortgage loan rate goes from 3.5% in the first scenario to now 4.5%. You're going to see how these rates are incrementally impacting us big time. So over the 30-year lifespan of the loan, the family would pay a total of more than $547,000. Interest on the loan, the $300,000 loan, would be $247,000. Their monthly mortgage payment would be approximately $1,520. Now compare that to the other scenario at 3.5%. Total mortgage, four eighty-five. Now, in this particular case, one point different difference, it's $547,000. And, and the loan, the monthly loan, the monthly loan, and they, you know, they break this down, 12 payments a year over the stretch of 30 years. You know, hey, listen, it's, it's, uh, it's only $1,520. was going to be $1,340. Now it's $1,520. That adds up over the long haul. You know, when they started stretching out, this was a real trick of the bank's. Uh, you, you go back to the old days. First of all, people in the old days, they, they purchased houses cash. Never got a loan. Then suddenly my father-in-law, who's 98, has told me how the, all this works. Suddenly it was, you know, a five-year loan and then it was a 10-year loan, and 15. And, and all of a sudden when they went to 30, look at all the money that the banks make. <laughs> These people are in it to win it. And, that's, and it just causes for inflation across the board. That's why it's wonderful, you know, when you, you see people leaving California and they're taking that house that they lived in for many years, maybe even paid off. They're selling it, taking the equity from that house, going someplace else in the country, buying a house cash and having money left over to finally do the traveling or buy the RV or just live. But don't let me get sidetracked here. Let's go ahead and just blame Joe Biden. Biden and his advisors, they have seemed from the beginning confident that they can deny reality by ignoring longstanding economic principles and basic free market forces like supply and demand. These people, they're ruining our economy. For example, let me just give you one example for starters. One of the administration's earliest and most outrageous claims was that the federal government can increase its annual expenditures by trillions of dollars and that the cost of doing so will be nothing. In fact, Joe Biden said this. I'm not, I'm not, see, this money comes from somewhere. You, we borrow that money from the Federal Reserve and it comes with a price tag, interest. But Joe Biden, Biden said this. It was a tweet, September 25th, 2021. My Build Back Better agenda cost $0. Again, when we spend money, when the federal government spends money, we're borrowing it from the Federal Reserve. When we don't have it, and we don't have it, we borrow it from the Federal Reserve. There's not like a surplus fund. We're borrowing money from the Federal Reserve. And they also, the administration, this was, again, 
So coming up on two years ago, the administration also claimed that the added federal spending to do his Build Back Better agenda, he says that (laughs) the additional spending under his proposed agenda would lower inflation even more. He said Congress just has to improve, approve it. Well, Congress didn't approve it because it didn't make any sense. Uh, listen, Biden and his advisors have obviously heard of the, they have not heard of this axiom. There's no such thing as a free lunch because Biden insists that his trillions of dollars in additional federal expenditures cost nothing. That's what he keeps saying. He keeps saying it will cost nothing. Listen, there's no free lunch. There is absolutely no free lunch. But these people are they're politicians. They lie through their teeth. There's no, there's no moral backbone. The end justifies the means. When oil and gasoline prices continued rising 2021, 2022, as should have been expected... President Biden's first escape hatch was to declare the rising prices to be transitory. That's just, we're just in transition right now. But after many months of transitory price increases, Biden adopted a time-worn strategy with politicians. Blame other people. In this case, who did he blame? Right off the bat, big oil, it's their fault. Major oil companies conspiring, he said, without evidence to use their market power to hike gasoline and heating oil prices and to pad their shareholders' pockets with higher profits. Joe Biden, when it comes to money, thinks he's Santa Claus. But that's the way a lot of politicians on both sides of the aisle roll. But these guys, they're doing damage to this country. He deserves a failing grade on his economic policies, which have been pursued as if he's been oblivious to major economic principles and forces at work in the country and the world. And what do they do? They just shift blame, shift blame. Biden's blamed sharp rises in gasoline prices on greedy oil companies, as I just mentioned. Uh, What else have they done? They have also, well, blamed Trump whenever possible. They say the inflationary spiral that began in force in late 2021 had a tie to President Trump's dramatic expansion of deficit spending. That's what they say. And then he blamed Vladimir Putin. I mean, my gosh, when Putin began to threaten an imminent invasion of Ukraine in early 2022, uh, Biden made a dire search for sanctions to impose on Russia to deter an invasion. But at the same time, he refused to adopt policies that could reverse his early restrictive U.S. energy policies, and such a reversal could have increased the global supply of energy because when it comes to those resources, Trump made sure we were number one, which would have helped liberate European countries from their dependence on Russian energy supplies and would have freed them to agree to more punishing financial sanctions on Russia. But what do I know? I'm just one guy with a microphone and a podcast. Brian Sussman Show. Online, briansussman.com, Facebook, Brian Sussman Show, and for daily doses of inspiration, Brian Sussman Show on Instagram. 
God bless you, my friends. God bless the United States of America. This economy shows no signs of improving, and that's why I continue to try, try, remain upbeat, upbeat, critical when necessary, but upbeat, and I maintain in prayer. God bless you guys. Until next time.